ask 21 questions And they all about us Could you love me in a What up, what up, y'all? My name is Kel My name is Anna And you're tuned to Cognac, Cupcakes, and Conversations CCC is a podcast with a twist Cognac, cupcakes, and stimulating conversations Because it's not just about us anymore And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities In short it's a vibe. Did you sneeze? No, it's let not. It out. Out, but I felt it. <laughs> I'm over trying to hold my nose. <laughs> no, let it out. Let it out. <laughs> struggle. Eyes watering and all. But yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all. What's hey. up, y'all? Yes. Everybody's probably getting their Memorial Day plans together. Down, right? Getting yes. their kits ready. The weather has been so nice. Like, I wish yeah. I had a pool in my direct front yard <laughs> yeah, word 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 like this, it was a, i was gonna say it was a little too nice today like it was right. like 80 and i was hot and i'm right. going to the, um a museum called glenstone this oh. weekend and i mean this friday and i'm kind of low-key nervous about it because it's like gonna be so warm outside i'm just like ugh. but um yeah what type of museum looking for it's um it's like an outdoor, like, sculpture museum. A few people have talked about it. We were supposed to go way back in, like, January for my birthday. And then everything got shut down. So, um, basically, this is us, like, using our tickets now that they, like, have kind of reopened again. So, um, we'll be going to that on Friday. Um, but yeah, we're going to be outside walking for the most part. So I'm like, Lord, let me put on my sneakers. I ain't even going to try and be too cute. Like, cause I don't know how my friend was telling me it's only like a quarter mile, which isn't bad at all. But, oh, so it's um, like you're, you're literally like walking through something. That yeah. 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 I think there's going to be like shrubbery that's like designed. Or something. I don't know if it's a, like one of those museums that, um, you know, kind of changes, each season or whatever. In fact, let me look it up while we talking about it. But you know, it's like those outdoor kind of activities. Like now you gotta dress for that shit. You know, you gotta um okay, so it says unique museum showing contemporary art in the modern gallery uh building in a modern gallery building and an expansive sculpture garden. So there is a garden part. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. Um, so words are out there to everybody. It's time to start shopping again because, you know, we had a year and a half where we've been just in the house in pajamas. So now that everything is starting. Right. Right. Like, I got to start getting clothes. Like, right. So I was just like, man, let me see if I could put together two little outfits, like biker shorts and a, and a light colored top because right. I'm not trying to be burning up out there. But um, I am looking forward to being outside. Um, I went to, speaking of being outside, I went to Georgetown today um, because you was talking about going and getting cupcakes. And I was like, man, I had just been thinking about those cupcakes that we saw. So I did get my hands on one. Now, you said you didn't? No. So let me tell you about my whole struggle yesterday. Then we can, Mm -hmm. it'll circle back into the sprinkle conversation. So yesterday, well, since we went and got, um, Cupcakes for my cake theory. I have been feeding for the <laughs> Okay. Shout out to my cake theory. Yes. So and I should have known because I checked our good, good girlfriend, who's the owner, Tiffany's 
um, Paige, Paige. Like, and I mm-hmm. saw her like chilling. Like, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe it's it's a, you know, like it's a throwback, or maybe yeah. she's doing so good, she got her people so good that she's not even there. Right. Oh, I don't know why I thought that. I don't know why I thought that. So I'm driving and I'm pressed to get there. And literally, it was like so many accidents. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so DC is wild right now. Y'all just need to find y'all chill. Like everybody relax. It's everybody Grand Theft Auto right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I sat in like 45 minutes of traffic or whatever just to pull up and it to be closed. You know how livid I was. So was it? I meant to ask you, was it closed? I was so tired that day, but I meant to ask you, was it closed? Um, like it's closed on that day? I don't or? know because it doesn't say, oh. I didn't see any like hours on her website. Cause that's what I'm trying to figure out too. Like oh. what is the hours of operation? Cause I was like, mm-hmm. well, push come to shove. I'm sure she won't, uh, I'm sure she'll close. She won't close before six o'clock, you know? Right. Right. So right. That's why I was like, let me just hurry up and get up there or whatever. But mm-hmm. this was closed. Maybe that's her day of closing. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, some some restaurants or um, bakeries or like that, like they, sometimes they're only open during the week, you know, kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, so and I, I had to get a cupcake. Mm-hmm. I um was like, I need a cupcake. I was like, so I guess we have to go to Georgetown. And he was like, are you serious right now? I was like, yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> we got to go to Georgetown. Right. So he was like, yeah, you are tripping. So we went to Georgetown. I got the cupcakes. And then um, I wanted to get the uh, the one that we talked about because that's the new the one. Strawberry, that strawberry shortcake. shortcake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the guy before me, he moved out. And then I was like, hey, do you have the strawberry? Because nothing was out in the in the front. Right, right. So I was like, dang, y'all out of cupcakes? Right. That's oh. what I thought, too, when I first walked up. I was like, damn, are they closed? Right. <laughs> he was like, oh, no, we're keeping them in the back. I was like, oh, okay, I want that strawberry shortcake. When he was like, last guy just took the last one. I was like, oh, uh, Yeah. So oh, I had to go man. with the Old Faithful, which is the sprinkles. And the, I just ate the red cupcake one, red velvet cupcake today. And I mm. like those. But like, you know what it is? You have to listen to your heart because when your heart tells you that you want something specific, you will not be. Oh, yeah, that's real. That's real. You do. So I was like literally on this journey of like trying to find food satisfaction that entire day. I was blown about, you know, not getting my cupcake, my cake theories cupcake. I was like, all right, well, let me just settle because I know at least sprinkles will taste good. From there, I was like, I don't feel like cooking. Let's go out to eat. And I was like, oh, let's try something new. Mm-hmm. When I tell you that was the most <laughs> mediocre meal I've ever had in my life, like I literally, I did cry. And he was like, "Are you crying right oh. now? Like, you don't understand how mad I am right now." No, I, I would get it. I get yes, it. When yes. you have a craving, it's, it's just like, it's like real. everything, the disappointment. Yes, I had to work out because I just didn't want to waste the calories. But yes, tell me about right. Your I know, story. right? Wasting the calories. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I understand that feeling a bit because I I be feeling that way when whenever I have the random craving for that strawberry ice cream thing from Cold Zone that I be making, um, which Kel talked about it on her Instagram before. It's um, strawberry ice cream, yellow cake, golden Oreo, um, graham cracker crust, caramel, and white chocolate chips. Yeah. Yep. Bomb, bomb. The last time, the second to last time, not this last time, because I definitely got it yesterday. <laughs> um, the last time I got it before that time, excuse me, it was um, 
it was okay because I added red velvet cake too. Don't they have red that. velvet cake? Yeah, they that this one by me does. Oh, I, mean, I don't want to post on that often, so I I, but, I didn't. But you know what? The, that strawberry cake that they oh, had yeah, red has velvet. red velvet. So sure. so yeah, I guess they would. I don't think they always had that as an option to break up into ice cream though. Red. Velvet. It was probably somebody's order that went bad. Yeah, and they just put it on the side. So I, I was like, oh, y'all got red velvet? Add that. It wasn't necessary. I think it's good with just the yellow cake and those other ingredients. But anyway, so yesterday I got it and I actually did it through DoorDash because I just didn't feel like leaving the house. So I paid the extra $10. Was it like? (laughs) Well, it was fine. It actually wasn't um, like melted. It was like a little, but not really much. Like mostly like the top part was a little melted. But as soon as you dug deeper, it was all still pretty solid not solid like you know well cold stone is already creamy like wet anyway yeah yeah but it was it was actually surprisingly like still you know like ice cream like stiff yeah yeah so i was happy with that but they put it in a waffle bowl which i asked for but of course they got the bobo waffle bowl like it was like one of the worst looking ones that barely like went over the top so I was like, of course, but I still ate it, watched my little YouTube tutorials. And then, um, but I still was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to go to Georgetown tomorrow. Because <laughs> I really want that Georgetown cupcake. Well, sprinkles. And <laughs> I was just like, I guess I got to go tomorrow. I'm gonna wake up early. So that was my plan. So that's what we did. Today we woke up. And I like talked to him and I was like, you want to drive with me to Georgetown? <laughs> and he was just like, huh? Right. <laughs> He's so blown. <laughs> he understand it. There's some kind of food mission shit. Right. But he was like, mm-hmm, fine. Or whatever. I was like, thank you. I'll drive. So we got ready. We left like around 12, no, really like around 11 something. Cause I was like, if I get there early, there shouldn't be any issues with the cupcakes. And sure enough, when I got there, like same thing, I saw like there was no cupcakes. We walked around for a little bit. Cause I was like, let me earn this. But bitch, we ended up walking down to Levain and I ended up getting chocolate chip, a chocolate chip cookie from Levain. I got a blueberry muffin from them. I haven't tried that yet. I'm gonna try that in the morning. Um, <laughs> lately I haven't wanted sweet stuff in the morning though, so we'll see if I still feel like it in the morning. And I got macaroons from uh, Butterie. yes, girl, sure did. And then we went back, so we like walked all like a few blocks up and then came back down a few blocks down, like did like a whole little U turn or whatever, and then came back around to uh sprinkles. So we, she, we was out there for like an hour because it was hot as shit. Went in a few stores. And now I get to try the strawberry shortcake. And now I feel bad because you haven't had it yet. Girl, it's fine. Go ahead. I did um what I was eating while we were setting up just now was my old faithful, the chocolate, the yellow cake with milk chocolate frosting and chocolate uh sprinkles. Mm -hmm. So that's my old my my old fave or whatever. And I like this strawberry too, so I'm about to try this. So this strawberry shortcake has um, little. Mm, yes, I can smell it already. It has the crumbles on top, like a strawberry shortcake, and it has a filling as well. Okay. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Is it moist? Mm-hmm. It's moist. It's 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 sprinkles. It's definitely like. 
You know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of the signature sprinkle cupcake. And now I'm going to have a piece that has the actual compote. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Is it like a jam? It's, um, let me show you without dropping the mic. I don't know if you're going to be able to see. Uh, yeah, it's like a. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there you can see it. Mm-hmm. So it's like a jam. Mm-hmm. But it's not overpowering so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. It kind of reminds me of a, a Pop-Tart. Mm-hmm. With the, if you had the Pop-Tart filling, but like a, a natural Pop-Tart. Like if you had like a fresh filling. Like uh, Ted's Billison's Pop-Tart? Probably. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Too bad it's only here for for seasonal the twenty third. So, girl, make your way over there. Right. Take the trip. Just go early, like I did, so you have more of a, a chance to get. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Get into this motivational moment of the week. I mute my mic while I finish eating. <laughs> So this week's motivational moment of the week is by Dolly Parton. And it is, if you don't like the road you're walking, start paving another. And, you know, I think the thing that speaks to me most about this um, particular quote is, you know, the beautiful thing about having a new day is the opportunity to pivot into a new direction. So you, the roads are endless. Like, you know, if you don't like that one way, there's so many different directions that you can go. You don't have to stay to that. And life is all about twists and turns. So do what works for you. Put yourself first in these yes. situations. Yes, I love that. I love that mention of, you know, you always have a new day. That is a blessing, waking mm-hmm. up to a new day and a new a new day. Every new day is a new opportunity. It's so true. And I definitely was going to say, these boots were made for walking, but oh, it's I not by her. <laughs> I know. You know, it's funny because I was going to put that in the... Uh, in the caption, I was oh, like, thank you. Who it was? And then I was like, you know oh, what? Niggers would have thought. What is Niggers would have been like, um, unless they were hip, right? It's some lady named Nancy something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nancy Sinatra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's get into this R and R. It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. The drama continues with the Joe Budden podcast. Not only has um, the most recent news been that Rory and Maul look like they could be starting their own podcast, which I'm not exactly hyped for. I mean, I like the whole sticking it back to him thing because I know they probably got millions of people, you know, hundreds of thousands of millions of people to listen to that clip that they made and pay the $2 even to watch the clip that they made. But I don't know if they have the power to have their own podcast. I'm a little nervous to have a successful podcast. Like, I feel like they're just a a group that does best when it's all three of them together. Brandon, I have listened to Joe Budden's podcast um, since he's had those other guys on there. And it was real shaky and boring at first to me. However, that's how Joe kind of started this podcast. He would have, 
after he had that girl Madi leave, it was just him and Rory, and they would just invite friends on. So it wasn't strange to me. I mean, aside from the disrespect, <laughs> it wasn't strange to me when he brought those other guys in because I've actually heard those other guys on the podcast before because that's how the podcast was. It was like me and my niggas all chilling and talking shit, which is why the pop- podcast is so popular, so authentic and organic. But, um, you know, even after a while, like after you got over the initial shot, I'm not going to lie, it still was interesting but you know Rory and Maul they just really make the podcast the best that it can be so it's just kind of sad to not hear them on there so it kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth now them making their own podcast I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that either I want them to be successful I mean they got their own separate endeavors like Rory's making his own album or something like kind of like on some DJ Khaled shit um, because he comes from the music industry and Henny Palooza slash Duce Palooza or whatever. But um, so he got some kind of compilation album coming out. Um, but uh, Maul, I don't know what he does. He does something with like basketball teams. And his brother is somebody that was like instrumental in Jay-Z's career. His older brother, his name is Biggs. So either way, they had their separate endeavors, like where I'm sure they could stay afloat without that money. But I know, you know, when you get in a certain amount of money, you adjust to that lifestyle. So they probably want that same level of money still. So um, I guess strike while the iron is hot. So we shall see TBD. But what was really interesting or disturbing rather this week was um, DJ Olivia Dope speaking out against Joe Budden. Um, now, she used to be on uh, the See the Thing Is podcast with uh, Mandy, who's also on the Horrible Decisions podcast, and um, Bridget Kelly. Wait, what's yeah. her name? Mm-hmm. Bridget Kelly? Okay, yes. And I have not really listened to that podcast in its entirety, like any of their episodes. At first, I thought it was such a dope idea because I was like, oh, this is going to be like the female version of the Joe Budden podcast. That's dope because I've heard all of them on the Joe Budden podcast before, especially Bridget Kelly. She's come on there a couple of times. Um, But Olivia Dope spoke out against Joe and um, I'm sure y'all could find it either on her page or on the different blog Instagram pages. But I watched a full 25 minute interview. But one of the main things that she said, plus we saw the video of it as well um, on YouTube, was that Joe was being very inappropriate in the episode, which was her last episode with See The Thing Is. She left like months ago. She left the See The Thing Is podcast and she said it was inappropriateness going on and you know, she felt like it wasn't aligning or whatever, you know, one of those generic kind of things. And so I remember one of my girlfriends was telling me how uncomfortable she was on the interview. Turns out that interview was even more than what we, what was released. It was cut up and edited. And so what we basically what Olivia Dope shared was what happened that was edited out, which was Joe saying that he wanted to F her and saying it to her over and over again. Like she, even after she said she was uncomfortable or showing visibly being uncomfortable um, and him being like, Oh, is that, is that too forward or whatever? Like how Joe usually does. Um, and then re-recording it again. And then he still goes on to say that 
he wanted to F her. And then he also pitted her against her co-host by saying, you know, you're making, I'm paraphrasing, but basically you're making things um, hard on your co-host because they don't dress and look as, as fine as you like, you know, basically like making them seem like they're ugly compared to Olivia Dope. So then there started to be some clashing between Bridget Kelly. She didn't say which one, but, you know, me and one of my girlfriends have kind of deduced that it is Bridget Kelly, that she has um, been clashing with Bridget Kelly. And that's what, you know, ultimately she ended up leaving the show between that um, disrespect from Joe and her clashing with Bridget Kelly, stomping on all her ideas and stuff like that and trying to be the lead, a mic, so to speak, of the podcast. And Joe, um, they did ask her if she wanted to take the, the visuals and the inappropriate clips out of the audio as well. Because, there, oh, there was also a scene where they tried to hug after she stepped off to catch some air from the, the nastiness that was going on. And when she came back, he hugged her and then he did like this little grind, like he was humping the air, kind of like grinding the air while he was hugging her. Um, And so then she didn't even realize it because she's kind of doing like the church hug. But you see it on the video that he's just like, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, y'all just need to hug. Oh, and then while he's hugging her, he's going like, oh, yeah. And then meanwhile, he's like literally acting like he's like you know, making the sexual movements with his body. So she's just like, what the fuck? You know, because this nigga is basically her boss and taking advantage of the power dynamics. Um, Yeah, and I I guess before I go on, Kel, did you want me to go into Rocky Thunder and then Joe's... Okay, so so Rocky Thunder... So that's um, the gist of what Olivia Dope said. Now, once again, you could go and listen to the full audio if I miss anything. Rocky Thunder, which I'm sorry to say, but she's kind of like a, she's kind of like a Tahiri for me. Like, I feel like Olivia Dope, even though they're not the same person, obviously, but Olivia Dope and Sin, Sin Santana, I kind of, kind of like see what they're saying a little more than like a Tahiri and a Rocky Thunder because they kind of are messy, which is probably why Tahiri and Rocky Thunder really didn't like each other because they, as you could see on the on the <laughs> Love and Hip Hop show, because they're kind of the same person in a sense. But Rocky Thunder is super messy. But she was saying that Joe, which I don't think this is the first time I've heard this. I believe she said that Joe put his hands on her and Love and Hip Hop yeah. tried to force her to do to do the show still and covered up the marks on her neck that was left on her neck from when he went off on her. That was on Love and Hip Hop? I thought that was well, Hot 97. No? Maybe. She said, well, let me go to let the... Me, um, yeah, I could go to when she said it. Hold up, hold up. Let me go to Shave Room. Um. Okay. Damn. It's gone. No, the link that she sent me didn't have the Rocky Thunder part. But um, basically, she said, as I scroll to it, um, that he put his hands on her and the producers were telling her that she needed to keep going and move past it. Um, And then he went on to text her and say, hey, do you want to be on the radio or do you want to fuck or something like that? (laughs) And it's like, 
just mortifying hearing these stories. And I, I guess I, I kind of believe it. Um, I can see Joe putting his hands on a woman. I mean, it's not like it's new, a new type of story that we've heard about him. He's been known to do the, that's in his reputation, whether he admits to it or not. And I mean, if enough people keep saying these things about you after a while, it's like, mm, like everybody can't be saying the same thing. And we as women have to stand up for other women and support them, you know, because a lot of times with women, it's like you believe the man before you believe the woman, especially if the man is in a higher place of popularity. Right. I, I remember looking at the comments on everything, and I just mm-hmm. didn't like the way that they was like tearing down um, DJ Olivia Dope. Um, they were yeah they were like, i didn't even look at the comments i'm not gonna lie why now da, 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 da. why sh- like it was just like they what? love saying that like isn't that old by now niggas like right. asking why now that shit's old that question is old now he's just trying to tear down a black man you know they just oh, that's cool. because then you know they're talking that about disgusting to me Mm-hmm. Just trying to tear down a black man. That's that whole tap shit. But go ahead. Yeah, it was just a lot of that, and I was just like, y'all, like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, are you what? I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I don't even be on the shade room because, like, the shade room and the neighborhood talk. Even though I really support the neighborhood talk or whatever, like, sometimes the people's in the comments, the negativity, it just be like, I don't need that in my spirit right now. Right? Like, it could be anything. It could be like there was a video I saw late last night of this woman who really looked like Beyonce. I don't know if you saw yeah, that. Saw that. It was scary. Yeah, nigga. Right. It was scary because she really looked like her. I went in the comments and at first people was like, whoa, that was scary, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then people was like, mm, she looked like Jay-Z. Then she looked like Beyonce. Oh, she looked like Solange. Then she looked like Beyonce. How she looked like Jay-Z, Solange, and Beyonce in one. Oh, she looks a little older. It was just like so much shade and nastiness. And I'm just like, why why i don't i don't get it like why why y'all gotta be nasty like that like the girl looks like her like oh she could never blow if the bitch looks like beyonce she looks like beyonce like relax it's not gonna take anything away from beyonce nobody said she was prettier nothing relax Mm -hmm. Anyway, so so that's it with that. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, well, oh, I forgot to say that Joe Budden did a, issue an apology. He said, um, in short, as a podcaster, it's my job to address topics and create dialogue around them during the conversation on the See the Thing Is podcast. I didn't handle the topics with the sensitivity they deserved. I recognize my words and power in that situation, creating an upsetting environment for olivia upon reflection both the the network and i take accountability for this i apologize sincerely to olivia and then of course they cut off the thing because you know that's what they love to do and nobody's watching that website (laughs) but um i listened to the podcast today reluctantly with um dennis and i did at first i was cussing and i was like why are we listening to this (laughs) <laughs> no actually I'm not gonna lie that was after he made his statement about Olivia because I was listening to that and then uh it was funny because 
I really liked me and Dennis like to read our scriptures in the morning, but sometimes I wake up after him. So I'll start reading mine and he'll be like scrolling on Twitter by then. And so I'm sitting there trying to read my scriptures and I hear him starting the podcast, blasting it next to me in the bed. I was like, bro, you can't wait for me to finish the scriptures before you start listening to this man. He's like, oh, I didn't know. But anyway, we put it back on when we was on our way to Georgetown. And so I heard what he said about Olivia Dope, but, you know, we ended up listening to majority of the podcast. And I was at first I was just like, why are we even listening to this man? But Dennis was like, well, we don't know if the we can't say for sure if the podcast is trash or not. If we don't listen to it after the guys are gone. <laughs> I was like, all right. He's like, this might be the last time I listen to it, though, for real. I was like, mm hmm. But anyway, <laughs> um, he did say some of the same things again on the podcast, apologizing to Olivia Dope and saying he didn't mention anything about Rocky Thunder, but he had a sensitivity coach in there, which I'm just like, okay. I don't know if the sensitivity coach was a woman or not, but I did see him recording and I saw a woman with this big curly red hair in the corner, like dyed red hair. I, I don't know if that was Parks's. Cause I know Parks is with a Dominican girl. He's, he's engaged to a Dominican girl. So I don't know if that was her in the corner or if that was the, the, uh, sensitivity coach. I don't know, child, but, um, basically he was saying that he failed people and he did wrong. I still think there's a lot that he hasn't really understood about where he went wrong or doesn't, I don't know if it's not understanding or not admitting to it, which one it is. Cause it's like, he wants to atone, but he still wants to bring up. Like he feels like Maul doesn't really understand the, the game when Maul was saying everything that he was saying about, you know, I'm going to use fake numbers cause I can't remember the exact numbers, but he was saying, you know, I, do you think I'm stupid? Like we, we selling out a venue for $10,000 and I'm, you know, when we were selling them out for 5,000, I only got a thousand dollars. Why am I still only getting a thousand dollars if we sold out the venue for 10,000 this time? I'm that's fake numbers, but you know, that's basically what Maul said during him and Rory's little posts. And Joe was basically saying today, you know, Maul doesn't understand this, that side of the business. My whole thing with this to sew it up is that I feel that Joe has the problem here is that Joe is not no regular exec. He's not. And you don't even have to be like an exec or some Jewish guy that owns a record company because he's always been against those types of people. It's that issue because you're not even a Diddy or somebody who like is a black man that be like low key, like kind of shifty with the money and talked about with how much they take out of the pie. But Joe, you are somebody that consistently talks about the creators and speaking on their behalf and making sure that they get their just due and talking about getting profit shares of your podcast when it, wherever you go and owning your shit and da, 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 knowing all the information, making sure that you know your information. And then when you're boys who also are supposed to be people that have profit shares, because that's what they said, that they have profit shares, um, prof their profit partners when it comes to Joe Button. So they don't get paid salary. They get paid profit shares um, from the podcast, just like Joe. 
you it's ownership. As soon as they start asking questions about accounting and stuff like that, you start acting like this record companies where you start pushing them off and trying to like throw them red herrings and like distract them or get upset with them. You know, and I still think when even his friends was trying to talk to him about that, he wasn't getting that part about how that was disrespectful to them. But it seems like he still wants to be friends with them, but I don't think they'll ever come back on the podcast again. I think that's done. I think that in the future, they could probably all be cool again, but I don't think that's ever going to be them on the podcast anymore. I think that era, that time has come to an end. So I, I'm not a listener of the Joe Budden podcast, but I um, am familiar with Joe from the music industry side um, and I guess reality TV side. Um mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just like a disingenuousness about him. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely understand. And I do believe all the stories that I'm hearing from Rory Mile and um, the two ladies, DJ Dope and um, Rocky Thunder. Yes, I keep forgetting her name. Yes, Rocky Thunder. Um, I do believe that there is some truth into all of those sides of the stories. And I will just leave with this. You can't do business with everyone. Um, They say doing business with friends is one of the biggest no-nos. Fortunately, I've been blessed to be able to do business with my friend. And we've always, we, we, I feel like the reason that sustains us is we have honest conversations with each other. And I think that that is Mm -hmm. like an important part of doing business in general is having those courageous conversations with your partner up front. Like, hey, so some shit goes south. Who's going to be responsible for what? And yeah. what, you know, and even now, like, I still think there's more for us to talk about, which we'll right, talk about, right. of course. But um, it's just one of those things. Right. Because when like, money comes into play, that's when shit gets hairy. Yeah. And, and we definitely, if we, let me not say if, when we, before we get to that point, because I want to say it as in it's going to happen, <laughs> when money really starts to come into play, with this entity, we do have to go legal and have our shit together. Right. Because you don't want it to mess up the friendship, especially when you're like best friends with someone like we are. Right. Man, it's just too many cautionary tales. It's almost worse than living with a best friend. Right. It's a sense of livelihood and more of not only just livelihood, but it's also, um, taking money out of my my family's mouth the the creativity mm-hmm. part of it too i feel like it's mm-hmm. a it's a thing for me as well because that's something that's a value to me and i believe that's a value to yourself as well mm-hmm. also what i was going to say is i'm disappointed in joe because as you said mm-hmm. that from what i've seen of the messaging that he did put out when he was comparing you know what he had going on to the black effect, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'm a little disappointed um, in a sense of if you know that your friends don't understand that business, why don't you teach them? If that's your if that's your right. real boy, and mm-hmm. you want to see everyone succeed, and you're trying to make it seem like you're all about business for black businesses all around and people, you know, up right. in the community or, or whatever you're trying. To, I don't remember. I don't know his word. And is that and and they're asking. They're asking questions. Right. Like he would do dumb shit like Rory told a story basically where he said um, Elliot Wilson, when their podcast really started hopping, popping off, Elliot Wilson was like, 
um, hey, you know, we're starting to do stuff at Spotify. You know, you guys can make this much or whatever. You know, let like let me know if y'all want to be down. And Rory was like, okay, let me go talk to the guys and show him the figures. He calls Joe and tells him about it, and Joe's, Joe goes off on him. Like, why are you having lunch with other people? Blah, blah, about us. Da, da, da. It's like egomaniac shit. And then he said, like, weeks later or something like that, Joe has a meeting with them after the podcast, and he's like, hey, I talked to Spotify, and they told me that we can make this much. And it was the same amount that Elliot Wilson said. Right. It's like, you just want to be the one. Mm-hmm. You just want to be the one. And that's a dangerous person to be. And business. Who would have a kid with, let alone have a business with. Mm-hmm. When you that type of personality. So, I don't think he's well mentally. I don't think he has fully done his work. Mm-hmm. I don't and, think he's, he's well. and it's sickening because he talks about that a lot. Mm-hmm. He talks about therapy a lot. He talks about doing the work and all that stuff. And he just... It's a long process, though. Like, it's not going to be an overnight process type of situation. But I just. Not my cup of tea. Moving on. And and it's sad because (laughs) Joe, like when if you really got into the podcast, you. It's weird because he's a charismatic personality. Like if you ever like really got into it and listened to it, like I'll speak from the female perspective because I know what niggas is different. But like. You know, I I can't stand like a lot of niggas. Like it don't take much for me to be like, oh, that's a fuck nigga, blah blah blah. But Joe just had a way of putting you underneath this trance. I call it a trance now because now I can finally see through it. I can only imagine the women that are close to him. You know, like that's why Sin said that was the best thing she could have did for her life when she left that relationship. Because, man, like, you really can't get underneath Joe's trance. Like, if you really was into the podcast, like, he preaches all this stuff about... It's not even, like, some hotep shit. I guess I identified with it because it was about creators. And he was right about a lot of stuff. He spoke up for the little man. He spoke up for the little woman. He always talked about, like, how trash some people were. Meanwhile, he's just as trash, but worse. Mm-hmm. He was worse the whole time. So, God bless. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I, I just, because I still, like, I guess, care about who him from afar as just a listener or a fan or whatever. I, I'm not a fan of his music, but I'm a fan of his, his works, but aside from all this bullshit that has happened that he's done. Um, what was I going to say? Uh just that quick, I had a brain fart. Um, I don't want him to hurt himself either. That's the only thing. And I wonder sometimes if you're that much of a narcissist, like he, you know who he really reminds me of now? He reminds me of Kanye. And I fell for it with Kanye. I really was into Kanye. Kanye spoke for the men, you know, like the little guy, all that. It's the same kind of shit. And then when you get deep into who this person is, it's like, oh, this nigga is really just out for self. <laughs> oh, shit. Because I love me some Kanye. And then he just went off the deep end. Money just, um, what they say, amplifies who you really are at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened with Joe. He got money finally for the thing that he was really passionate about and it just amplified who he really was um 
What else did I have on this list? Because I went kind of deep there, but <laughs> ASAP Rocky is <laughs> okay. So the rest of this is uh yeah. All right, let's get into the ratchet. Uh, so ASAP Rocky is saying that Rihanna's the one. Um, in one of his latest interviews, um, he mentioned that about her. I think I have it up here. Where's it at? Okay, ASAP Rocky says Rihanna is the love of his life. I think when you know, you know, she's the one. Um, ASAP and Ree haven't spoken publicly regarding their relationship, despite spending so much time together and being photographed by the paparazzi together. But it looks like things are pretty serious. ASAP got candid about how he feels about the bad gal and said, being in a relationship is better when you're with the one. And that was like an interview that he did, um, GQ. He was like, so much better, he said, so much better when you got the one. She amounts to probably like a million of other women. So um, my thing was <laughs> that I was laughing at is that people were in the comments saying, yeah, nigga, she's everybody's the one. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Like, it's just like, okay, what else is new? Right, like, like 2.5 seconds. Right. Let us pray that you the one, my nigga. <laughs> ah! Let us pray because everybody gets entranced by Ree when they're with her. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Uh, even longer. Okay. Yeah, that was the next one. Even Longoria and Kenya Barris. Kenya Barris is the man behind Blackish, Grownish, a few of these different ish shows. Mixed ish. Yes. Um, which Blackish is ending this season, mm-hmm. I believe, or the very next season, whatever. I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, thing right now. So it's ending, which it'll be, like you said, Kel, season eight. Um, that's a good run. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you got a fucking Grey's Anatomy on season 25 and shit. Which, right that now. needs to end too. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and y'all know how much I love Grey's Anatomy. Like, don't call me at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, because you know the hours oh, change sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, they all everything just needs to end. Just end yeah. it. End it. Mm-hmm. Then they have something about somebody with a shooting or something on one episode. It was like the week I stayed at my parents' house, and my dad was like, "Wow, they worked that in there too." It was like I don't know if it was about George Floyd or somebody else. Did they have they, that? They did have one of those recently. Yeah, and he was just like, wow, they put all that in there, too? Because <laughs> apparently they still watch it, my mom and my dad. <laughs> it's like, I feel like the writers be like, what's going on in the news? How can we create this real quick? And right. it's like thrown together. I feel like it just... Mm, so is it losing its luster? Yeah, for me. I don't like the storyline yeah. anymore. Um, yeah, really, girl? Yeah, I don't like the storylines anymore, which I'm really disappointed because... And you're a super fan, too. Yeah, because I watched it from season one. And now, like, I only, I'd rather just watch the old episodes. And the thing that's disappointing the most is the writer is the one who started the original season. So what happened was she was the writer of seasons one through ten. And then she left for season... Mm. 10 through 15, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I think this is the 15th one. Is it? This is 16th. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then she came <laughs> back. And when she came back, it's just like, what the fuck? And she addressed some of those issues too, saying that, like, you know, it's mainly because they don't know where it's going. 
they thought it was going to like phase out. Like she was, her plan was to write it to end, but then it got mm-hmm. renewed. So it was like, why didn't they just end it? Like, you allowed it to linger out there to renew? Like, why would you let it linger? Gracefully. Yeah, before it gets too corny and stale. Damn. And everybody's leaving. So it was just like, what are we here for? Right, your girl is staying though, right? Because you said she signed she, up. she got her contract renewed. He was blown. Shorty was dying and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, let her die, please. Please let her die. Please. I ain't never want Meredith to die so much. I love you, though. I love you, sis. Like, you my homegirl for life. I've seen how you have changed, like, real-life people's um, lives. Like, it was this girl I read an article about. She is in high school, I believe. And she created, um, based off of this one episode from, like, mad long ago, um, a bandage that can detect if you have an infection. Um, oh, she was like, she got oh. it from that one of those episodes of Grey's Anatomy. She channeled her Miranda Bailey in her. So I was like, you know, oh, I don't wow. see how like people are influenced, and yeah, inspired. inspired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of inspiration, uh, it looks like Kenya Barris and Eva Longoria are um teaming up for a brownish series about a modern Latinx family. Um, and so just a week after he formally announced that um, Blackish would be ending after his upcoming eighth season, Kenya Bears reportedly already has plans for the next TV hit. And it also involves Eva Longoria, according to new reports. Kenya Barris and Eva Longoria are said to team up for more ish as the two are said to be collaborating on Brownish, a series centering around a modern Latinx com- um, family. Um, is there anything else here? When discussing the upcoming fall television season, ABC uh, briefly discussed that what's next for Kenya on the network, Brownish is still a concept that is in development. Talking about Brownish. Um, and then, of course, there's some other shit they're open to other ish uh, but it looks like they're open to other uh bl- blank ish iterations so this will be possibly the first of many um now for me i feel like abc on the low has been doing a lot of these and they just may not be called ish so when i saw that people were not here for the brown ish um concept of the show i was like nigga they already got basically these kind of shows i don't even think they have a latino or latin x one yet i'm trying to think i mean netflix has done a great job with latin um representation like with on my block um which is i think their final season is going to be coming up soon which i'm excited about um but on my blog um I wanted to call it Mejente, but that's not what it's called. There's another show about a family that owns a taco shop. Damn, you know which one I'm talking about? And then, okay, well, either way, y'all might know it if you look at it, look it up or whatever. But um, there's another like important show on Netflix like that. But anyway, the point is they got the one that's like fresh off the boat, which is about the Asian family that owns, and I'm talking about ABC now. Fresh Off the Boat, which is the Asian family based off of the guy that's uh, created Ugly Delicious, I believe. He's like a infamous like um, Asian uh, infusion chef 
with a few restaurants. I think he lived out here in the DMV. Is that where he was from? I think it was like he was from the DMV area too. Like when they came here, they came to the DMV. And that's where shit started from. I think that's correct. So they're fresh off the boat. And then they just like to do a lot of inclusion series where there's like, so there was first, there was Modern Family. Yeah, there was like like a family. Party of Five. Party of Five. There was, well, not even that. I'm, I'm just talking about like currently today. So there's like Modern Family in the middle, which was like about an 80s Jewish family, which was really, really good. I really enjoyed In the Middle. Wait, is it In the Middle? Oh, damn. I don't think that's what it was called. In the Middle was that weird one with the weird three siblings. Um, and they were white. Then there was another show. Y'all might know it if you if you watch it. Um, oh, it's called The Goldbergs. That one was good. That had the white girl from um not what I'm talking Yeah, like that. Yeah. Like this, the little Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually a really good show. My parents would watch my parents watch all these little ABC shows. That's how I know about them. <laughs> um, and if my dad likes it, usually it's actually good. So <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. Like the Goldbergs was really good um while that was on. Uh, and, um, I think they had, a, you know, then they had mixish. What's it called? To Gronish, which I'm glad they put that on that, um, freeform. freeform because it could go a little further than maybe ABC could, even though ABC be pushing the envelope too. But my point, the longer the short is, or the shorter the long is we're already in this stage where they're doing it. Like now they got that show. That's about the Indian, fa- the, um, not skewing up the Indian, the Muslim, family called Chad and it's about a young teenage um, Muslim boy Um, I I can't remember you know what they're Persian I think that's what they are and it's really funny and it just it's just exposing and showing representation of these different genres so I don't know why people are pissy I didn't really look at the comments but I don't know why people are pissy about a show called Brownish when it like, is, I don't think it was the name. Like, I think it was more so Kenya. I think they're tired of his content. Um, well, I didn't really like his show on Netflix. I'm not gonna lie. It was too, it was too brash. Yeah, I think it was more so Kenya Bears. Like, if someone else were to do it, I think they would be okay. From from the comments that I saw, at least. Yeah, I think they were just like, we had enough ish of you. So if it was someone else, so we tired kid, of it. Mm. Yeah, if, if well, he's gonna keep on ishing because these shows seem to be doing well. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not like tired of I love mixed dish, mixed dish, that's my shit. <laughs> I haven't watched mixed dish like that to be honest, but it looks like it's thriving very well. Yep, so all these shows are really good. So, like, just let it rock, y'all. Like, let, let them have brownish. Uh, I'll, I'll check that out too. I don't mind watching that, and I wouldn't mind seeing something that's more than just about Mexicans. Let's get deeper. Let's get into Black Hispanics. Let's do some shows about, you know, Afro-Latinos. And, of course, that's with bias because I say that with bias because (laughs) that's what my mother is. But, you know, I would love to see stuff like, let's do a Caribbean show. Mm -hmm. You know, like a family about Jamaican. That would be really entertaining. Mm -hmm. Like immigrant families. I love it because I come from an immigrant family. So that's it. And then let's also add a Nigerian one too. Mm-hmm. That would be dope as well. Um, did, wait, did you watch? Uh, before I move on from TV shows, did you watch? Oh, and I guess I got to talk about Thick House. Actually, I'll let you talk about that. But uh, did you watch what's that shit called? 
um, black lady sketch show? Like, did you watch it? it. (laughs) Yo, the first episode was so dry. Oh my God. The first two episodes were dry. We left the theater as me and Dennis like to say, we was like, nah, we out. This was, this is corny. But on a board day, I went back to it. First of all, the first episode had a Marion on it. So, you know, that was good for my soul. <laughs> that was cute. But yeah, the, then the next two episodes, they were actually, it's like it's starting to get a little better. But yeah, that, I don't think, I'm not trying to steal nobody coin. But uh, so instead I'll say, I don't know if that's going to come back again. Yeah. It's just a little too Saturday Night Live-ish. Yep. Where sometimes you're just not laughing. You're just not. It's overacting. I just, yeah. Bless it. Um, <laughs> Thick House. Tell us about Thick House, Kel. So Thick House is the Shades Room, Shade Room's new um, IGTV show, I guess. I, I'm wondering if that's about to be a new thing where people like tune in weekly or Probably, whatever. because we watch a lot of web series and shit like that as it is, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're trying something out called Thick House, and it's kind of like a playoff of like America's Top Model, but for thick girls only. And the person who is leading this is Takara from America's Top Model, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they are choosing seven plus-size model contestants who will be crowned the next plus-size model sensation. And it's a pretty, these girls are gorgeous. There's a girl named Sunshine R.A. Mm-hmm. She's um, 25. She's from Hollywood, California. There's another girl named Samantha Dacia. She's 25 as well from Ohio. And I like it because it's not like just, it's a bunch of different shades of melanin and it's just beautiful to see it. And they're all age groups. Like their ages kind of vary from 32, 30s to like lower 20s. So it's interesting to see, you know, who gets crowned. Yeah. Sensation. And I do what I'm checking it out. I like how they have some women, you know, because like, we are thickums ourselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we see how on these websites, when we're searching for clothing and stuff, the plus size websites, a lot of times, and I guess, you know, for modeling purposes, they have mostly models that are tall and thick, but just wide. They don't have like stomachs. Right. I need to see some chicks with stomachs. And I see some websites are starting to go that route. Like, I feel like it might be just pretty little thing or it might be another website. I don't know if Fashion Nova has done it. Oh, actually, it was Fashion Nova. Mm -hmm. Where they have some girls that actually kind of have a little more of a stomach. Um, Which I appreciate that. Right. Because they are not one one way. (laughs) Right. With the the big boobs, the tiny waist, and the big hips, like no, <laughs> you're not gonna play me, okay? Right. Yeah, so I'll I'll be checking that out, Thick House, yes. Um, and lastly, well, second to last in um, Ratchetness and Righteousness, it looks like Billy Porter has come out and set, shared that he has been HIV positive for about 14 years now, which was shocking to most of us who love pose because it was just like wow you know like all of that that he was exemplifying you know and acting in his role he was really pulling that from a personal place um so he said that and of course i can't find the story anymore but he said that um 
he basically was hiding it. He was told to hide it and, you know, most likely to keep people from being uncomfortable um, with the fact that he had it. And he, I think he, you know, let me go, let me find the story because I want to share this properly because y'all know I'm super, super passionate about LGBTQ IA folks and HIV. So yes, here we go. Let's read it straight from the source. Okay. In a cover story with sorry with the Hollywood reporter, he stated, I have to start in 2007 in June of that year. I was diagnosed HIV positive. It just so happens that his character on FX series Pray Tell, Mr. Pray Tell, is HIV positive which has been an outlet for him. I was able to say everything that I wanted to say through a surrogate, surrogate being his character, acknowledging that nobody involved with the show had any idea he was drawing from his own life. Having lived through the plague, which I believe he's talking about COVID, my question was, why was I spared? Why am I living? Well, I'm living so I can tell that story. There's a whole generation that was here and I stand on their shoulders. I can be who I am in this space at this time because of the legacy that they left for me. So it's time to put my big boy pants on and talk. Yes. I'm Pray tell. Yes. 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 Okay. Billy Porter. I am so proud of him because, um, you know, I, I, I'm big on sharing experiences you know, for others to learn from or to relate to. That's like, that's one of my biggest passions. That's like what I think I'm put here to do on earth. So when I hear people speak that language, I totally, it clicks with me. And so I'm really proud of him. And I think that was really brave of him because he's still out in this industry, um, still trying to make a way for himself. And people are still ignorant. HIV has come a long way or HIV meds, um, have come a long way, um, but a lot of people uh, still, and education of spreading it, but people still have fears and concerns around it. So um, I don't think this is going to stop his coin one bit. I think he's going to be just fine, um, especially, and that's mostly because of, like he was saying, he's in a good spot. He's in a comfortable place in his career where he can afford to talk about his, his, um, his status. He can afford to talk about that and now be someone that hopefully will lead the charge to, you know, just breaking down more information and more research and more um, activism um, on behalf of HIV. Uh, he He's in a p- powerful place to be able to do that and lead that charge. So salute to him. And lastly, um, yeah, y'all ain't going to be an hour this week. Lastly, <laughs> Um, rest in peace to Paul Mooney. He passed away um, today, it looks like. Or let me go to the story because you definitely sent it to me, Kel. <laughs> or no. Wait, no, you didn't. I thought I did. No. Let me send it. You know what? You sent it in our personal t- um, joints. Ooh. But that's all good. Yes, he passed away um, today. No, let me read it properly. What is going on? What happened, girl? What happened? Did the story get deleted? Here. I know it because I know you texted it to me. I mean, you like sent it to me. Let me look at our LinkedIn. You sent it again? Okay. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. All right. Wow. So I didn't know he was 79. That's one thing I wanted to share, but 
Um, yes, he passed away um, at 79. Um, it looks it doesn't say if it was today or not, but regardless, um, he reportedly suffered from a heart attack inside his home of Oakland, California. Um, so we've seen a few people share their condolences. I saw Amanda Seals, a few other people in the industry share their condolences. Paul Mooney was definitely a um, interesting man with, you know, thoughts and points of views that not everybody necessarily, he was a polarizing man, you know, but he had a lot of really <laughs> insightful comedy that made you think. And you have to honor him for that. And he was really influential in the industry. So definitely want to share our condolences. And um, we hope it was a peaceful send off as peaceful as a heart attack can be. Um, Hopefully it was in his sleep. And that's all you can hope for. Right. When you pass and leave this earth, that you leave a legacy and you're blessed enough to pass in your sleep. Child, that's a blessing. Mm -hmm. Amen. So we're going to keep it light today, um, especially after that last um, topic. We today want to expose you guys to something that we've been working on for quite some time. We have been working on a card game. So I think if you are a follower of ours, you have heard about this quite a bit. So, um, Kel, I mean, do you want to break down what the card game is about? Yes. For our well, welcome, friends, to the Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations card game. This- oh, I got to play some game music. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to add it. I'm going to add it. <laughs> this is a social game for having fun and sparking up conversations. There are no points, just libations and different perspectives. So when you play this game, try to have a bottle or two you know, around so everybody can just enjoy, be vulnerable and, you know, just spark out conversations. So we do have three categories of questions. The first category is majority wins. And typically with the majority wins, it's self-explanatory. Players select an answer using their fingers. The answers with the most votes is the winner. Um, We're doing this virtually. (laughs) So we're going to make it do what it do. Um, Pick a side, which the players decide which answer they feel is right and debate with the other side for at least about three minutes. And then there's conversations where you just kind of kiki about the questions that are on the card. We do have a couple of special cards in there. We have a wild thought, and that is um, a card that is blank, but no one needs to know. And you just ask the question that you've always wanted to know. And we also have a cupcake question where you can tune in with us and follow us on our IG page and we will have like a question of the month or whatever the case may be so uh stay tuned to our ig page at uh cognac cupcakes and conversations and check out our highlights for that so and then the last one is of course you know take a shot <laughs> so i'll start things off well actually i'm gonna let you for me <laughs> pick it up i'm gonna let you pick your category do you want conversations majority rules or pick a side well, since it's the podcast, I'm going to say, let's do conversations first. All right. So the question I have for you is, have you achieved your goals for this year? Why or why not? Hmm. 
Well, there is one goal that I have achieved so far <laughs> for this year. I can proudly say that. Um, but other things, there are a few other things that I need to achieve. And um, the reasons why, like the two others that I'll share that I want to achieve is I want to be employed sooner than later, um, like full time, because I have some you know, gigs. I'm definitely part of the gig economy right now, um, which is keeping me afloat. Praise God. Um, but uh, I want to have a full time job now, and um, just for benefits purposes and and just security purposes. Because uh, what I've learned with the gig economy is that it's not always secure. So. <laughs> Um, and that is also because of the plans that we want to have for this year. So like we want to get a house. So if we were just still flying by the seat of our pants, yeah, I could just do the gig economy shit and keep it moving. But because we have other goals that we've reached this year, as well as, you know, more goals that we want to reach that require long-term, um, you know, secured, (laughs) I was going to say economy finances, you know, that's, that's the goal. So that is my answer. Yeah. I'll keep it short and sweet. <laughs> true, true, true. I feel you. Do I answer you, ask you the question back or do I like, let me open up my little thing that has the questions here. <laughs> um, no, you can just ask me a different question. That's fine. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go into conversations as well. What was the main re- <laughs> um oh yeah, you know what I should ask you, okay, what do you want to do? Pick you can do side. conversations that's fine, okay, I can do conversations you okay. have that. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> what was the main reason your last relationship didn't work? okay, um, I think the main reason my last relationship didn't work is one I was I mean we. According to him, I was disrespectful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And for me, I just feel like I understood myself more a little bit. And I just felt like we were going in two different directions. And the lifestyle that he was choosing wasn't meshing with what I saw for my future. So Mm -hmm. it just no longer made sense. We weren't living in the same state. And it just was time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, oh, yeah. I'll do conversations again. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. All do right. it. All right. Go ahead. Do you and Bay have enough sex? Why or why not? Um, I would say it's in- that's a very interesting question, and I think it's perspective. I would say, honestly, I would say yes. Um, but I think by societal standards or perceptions no because you get this idea that you're supposed to be doing it multiple times weekly and especially when you're married it's like you gotta keep your man you be shoving your dick as you wake up you know (laughs) and i've kind of like gotten to a place nowadays where you know this year where you know communication is key and if you have conversations with your partner and y'all are on the same page sexually, then yeah, I think the easy answer is yes, you do have enough sex. But if y'all aren't on the same page, 
and y'all communicate that to each other like look i want more sex or i don't want to have as much sex or whatever um then you guys have to find a happy medium but for me yes we do. I think, yeah, you made some excellent points with communication. And I think also if we think into like love languages as well, like mm-hmm. is your person a physical person? Because if your person is a physical person, sex to you might not be as much or, you know, the, the comparisons of the two could be off. Mm-hmm. So communication yeah. definitely is key when it comes to that. It's finding out what type of person your partner is and whether mm-hmm. that's something that's a part of your judge or how can you compromise? Right. How can you meet each other in the middle? Right. Uh-huh. So I'm going to take a different one because I want people to experience okay. all the card game. Let's check out the yes. authority rules. Oh, wait, sorry. This oh, is Huh? No, no, this for is, me. Yeah, for me. This is yeah, your yeah. turn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I've asked you that. What's your worst day before? Um, if y'all listen to the episode that we did with ladies night, we played the game on there too. Wink, wink. Okay, majority rules. There, oh, Lord, let me get closer. Okay, these three artists. Oh, the, am I reading this? Oh, yeah, these three artists, Diddy, Pharrell, and Busta Rhymes teamed up to create what song about cognac? And so um, usually with this card, you would pick one person to answer and if they if they got it wrong you would have to take a shot so i guess the way you could do this if you're playing with just two people is if the person that you're playing with gets it wrong then <laughs> y'all both gotta take a shot yep yep so the choices are one dance number two hennessy and a whole lot of weed <laughs> Or number three, pass the Cavassier. That would be pass the Cavassier. Oh, yay. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. <laughs> um, all right. I will choose. Let's switch it up. I will choose. Pick a side, pick a side. Shout out to Nicki Minaj. <laughs> and her, her re-release of her old mixtape, which at first I thought that was corny, but... I actually got in my bag, actually, when I listened to it. I was like, oh, snap, this bring me back to 2009 with my old geriatric ass. Elder Millennial. (laughs) The Elder Millennial came out. I was like, yes, I remember the Mitchell Kinwell curry. Beat me up, Scotty. Why my wine be too dirty? All right. (laughs) All right. So your question is, women are to be taken care of financially by their male partner. Why or why not? Okay. No, (laughs) they're not. (laughs) And the reason why is because I think it's everybody's individual responsibility to make sure that y'all are straight, you know, especially when children come into play. But let's just talk about like you as an individual. I think that a man should do his part and it depends on what you want out of a relationship. Um, So when it's, you talking about taking care of financially, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you said, right? Mm -hmm. Financially? No, I don't think that's his sole purpose. Like, well, that's not what the question is. He don't is. have to be the breadwinner. But are they supposed to take care of them financially by their male partner? Like, just from that particular category. Not like sole purpose, but just financially. Is that the male's responsibility? 
to take care of y'all too as a couple. To take, yep, to take care of the woman. I mean, you, you could pay for some meals and offer to pay the bills. Like, I don't, I, I personally feel like it's a, a joint effort. Um, does it have to be 50 50 down the middle? No. And, you know, it depends on the man that you're with or whatever and what y'all establish between each other, how much he's willing to do or whatever by design. But, um, I don't think it should be his uh, all on him. If that answers the question, <laughs> I don't, I think the answer, I think because I'm saying that, that the answer is no, I don't think it should be all on, on him as a person. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm a choose. What do you want? I'm a choose conversation. Okay. All right. Let me find the conversation. All right. Let's see. <laughs> All right. I hate keep going. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to this one and say, All right. What is your biggest turn on and why? Mm, okay. So oh, that's kind of vague. So I wonder if I should mm-hmm. say from like a physical or from an emotional or just for like general. I think you could choose actually. Okay. You can say all three. Okay. You could, you know. Yeah. So um, from a sexual, I love penetration and mm-hmm. I love breast play. Um, that's like the current mm-hmm. season that I'm in right now. Like I'm really feeling the whole breast oh, vibe. okay. Were you always into breasts? Or no, no, no. Like, like, I'm, I'm, into that? I'm moody when it comes to sex. I'm, you know, it just, mm-hmm. whatever. I was never like when I was younger I did not understand the breast thing like but as my breast got bigger I started to understand <laughs> so I feel you I feel you I feel yes. you. so that's mm-hmm. from a sexually um perspective from a um spiritual perspective I love a man that that can pray for you that knows how to mm. go to God before you and you know take up your situation and take up that burden with you and but like let you know that they're there for you um and that they yeah. have a relationship with God for emotionally or just not emotionally because I guess that's okay in general in general mm-hmm. I am about a man who's about their business so you I love positions of power stuff like that so if you are taking care of a male you know you're you are taking care of your home so y'all, your finances is in order you're thinking about the future. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like you think, how are you going to make your generation? How are you going to leave your legacy? Like how, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thinking about people outside of you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That That's is sexy. Sexy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. I'll do a majority rule. Okay. I can flirt with you and be 0% interested. What sign am I? All right, what are my options? Oh, all of the horoscope signs. <laughs> oh, dirt, 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 dirt. all right. So I'm gonna say, hmm, I'm gonna say a Virgo. Really? Because I knew a Virgo. Virgos are very much about themselves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I knew both sexes like that. Actually, mm-hmm. 
and I, I could tell you them off air. <laughs> okay, both those two people were very much into getting attention, but not necessarily. I mean, the guy, he if you wanted to sleep with him, he was gonna sleep with you. But <laughs> you know, like, you know, if if the girl, like, it didn't matter. We could be in a grocery store, it could be a bum trying to walk up to her, trying to talk to her, and she'd be like, What? Huh? Oh, okay. And then it would be like, girl, like, and then she would still want to be saved afterwards and be like, bruh, like, seriously, <laughs> like, we did not come here for this. Like, why I got to be the one that the guy ends up throwing a rock at my head you because I was talking about Because some niggas be doing that wild shit. <laughs> and it's like, you didn't even have to make eye contact because yeah. you know you didn't want him. <laughs> You know you didn't want him. So that's what I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Oh man. So, oh my god. Wait, how many questions are we on? I think I want to go to like 21. We we've done we've probably done six so far. You wanna to go to 21 questions? Yeah. Okay, well maybe 10. <laughs> I was thinking about the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, we've done eight so far. <laughs> Where are we at? Hold on. <laughs> no, I know, but that's probably too far. Yeah, like, <laughs> we don't want to give away the whole game. <laughs> I'll just do 21 questions as a song. Sure. <laughs> but we don't got to do all 21. <laughs> all right, so we could do like... Okay. All right, so we, I'm going to ask you... philanthropy oh, and last call. We have 1.17. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you some of these other ones. Okay. Wow. 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 Thoughts. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, so this is the blank card and I just get to ask you a question. So I didn't have to tell you that. So when y'all are playing, <laughs> you don't have to tell somebody that. Okay. So this is when you could get somebody off some wild shit. Um, What's the last sexual position you came in? Because no, honestly, I mean, I'm just saying for real, we had yes. a wonderful night. I mean, because you just get it like that. Yeah, yeah. It, was. <laughs> it was a wonderful night last night because I think, like you said, it goes back to the communication when they can start reading into. Mm-hmm. You start having more honest conversations with your partner and you'd be like, yeah, so I ain't fucking with this. I fuck with this. These are the things I like. And then it just goes down and you just feel a little bit more connected. So, yeah, um, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I was mentally stimulated. So, oh, that's another mm. thing I turn on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. sexual. Yes. So um, the last night's position, I don't know. We had a lot of positions. Let me think. Um <laughs> Okay, for me, um, last night, I think the thing that stood out the most was the passionate type of one. So being mm. pushed up against the wall and, you know, mm. the one leg up type of situation mm-hmm. where it's like, mm-hmm. your neighbors, yeah. you know, they're hearing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's what you came. Yeah. That's, that's the last position, which you pressed up against the wall. That's an interesting position. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so you, I'll ask... You can ask me a you can ask me a pick a side question because we haven't done one of those in a while. 
Who had the best clapbacks? Pam from Martin or Maxine Shaw from Living Single? Damn. See, what I liked about Maxine is that her responses were very intelligent. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So even though I am a huge Martin fan and I love the banter between Martin and Pam and they make me laugh hysterically when they go back and forth with each other. I have to say Maxine because that's who I would like to clap back like. Like Maxine. Yes, ma'am. She was quick with it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to go with... All right, um, one more question. Majority Mm -hmm. rules. Okay, majority rules. One more question each. I mean, so... um, Oh, okay. So that would mean we still have, like, two more questions. Um, So you said majority rules? Okay. Uh, I had to scroll up. Okay. Um, oh no, that's a superlative. Hold up. <laughs> okay. We married in my head, so I don't care. What's well, Simon am I? <laughs> I'm gonna say myself, Aaliyah, because I definitely <laughs> had those moments with Wale for like years. <laughs> yes. Me my child. My child was like, remember when you used to like Wale and you told him that was told me that that was Damn. my stepdaddy? <laughs> Damn, yo. <laughs> We have, yo, Kel is super blessed because we have been in that man's aura and vicinity (laughs) way, like, so many times, at least four. I mean, I I don't think I was there the first time you ever, like, was near him when it was with Freaks and Geeks. yeah. Then the second time, I think, was when we was on the tour bus. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And the third time... I feel like there was a third time, like where we was just around that man again. Oh, you got to ask him a question when we did. Oh, that was that same day when we was. The third on this time was, okay. Let uh, me explain. The that. third time was this this like a couple years ago. That was that was okay. Concert. So it's only been three times at, at um his concert. Yes, shout out to you tour yeah. for the the tickets that we get to do the meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he asked me what song. I wanted to hear. I was like, yo, why didn't he ask Raquel this? Like, he literally put his arm around us for the picture. Kel's on one side, I'm on the other. He looks at me and he asked me what song. I was like, nigga, I don't even like you. I didn't say that. But I was just like, he was like, you know, what's that song? He was like, I know. I was stuttering because I know he'd be tripping. So I was just like, oh my God. I don't want us to get kicked out. And then I think you put the two and two together. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know if I was doing the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, you know, that was the song I was trying to think of, but I couldn't remember it. I said the song, well, Fire yeah. on Fire, girl. Yeah. That's the song that I said. I said, like, some really commercial songs of his, but I actually do like some of his older songs. I think I said Nike Boots, uh, <laughs> that, and probably flower bomb like it really you could tell i wasn't a huge fan but i actually know a little more wally than that because of raquel but i would have liked to have said the um what's the name of that one do 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 yeah that one um yeah but oh well anyway no explain that real quick Kel. when we was on the tour bus so let me because we gotta left that open in <laughs> so yeah we got to do crown shout out to uh, elliot wilson 
to go yes. um, see his crown with Wale. And, you know, I guess it was asking questions in the audience. And I totally was not prepared. I did not think that the, any of this was going to happen. So I'm like sitting in the audience. I think Jim was like, what if he asked you a question? And I was like, let me think of a question yes. just in case. Yes. <laughs> and then it was an opportunity. And I think, I think you punched me in my side, I think. Yeah, like I remember you like hitting me in my side, like, bitch, you better answer that question. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, shit, they picked me. So I was able to ask the question. And then somehow, yeah. like, who was this? Somebody you knew. We, so it was this guy I knew from college. I do not remember his name. He was a friend of a friend from college and he recognized me. And this was back like when people had just kind of like, we had, I know I had just graduated from college like a couple years prior. So it was like when you saw people from college, it was like, oh, what's up? You know, like extra family oriented because we just used to all live together at some point, right. like just a few years ago. So it was like, oh, it's like seeing a cousin. Right, or something. Right. So niggas was extra still tight, even if he wasn't really tight. So <laughs> it was like one of those moments. And then he was with their entourage, with Wale's entourage. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So I guess he liked the question that I asked. He was like, yo, I'm a, you want to go meet him or something like that? And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So we, <laughs> he was like following him and he was trying to like maneuver and allow us to get on a tour bus. So he was like, I got y'all, I got y'all. So they we get to the tour bus, and I think we we told him that he knew that we was doing freaky. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He podcast. didn't know about like mm-hmm. we weren't going in like a groupie. We were going in to like get an interview. So yeah. um, we get to the tour bus, and they're like no phones. So they take our phones. I'm like, what type of Drake shit in my head? But you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, cool. So I'm like, but I'm blown because I didn't memorize any of the questions. So right. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? He was like, you just going to have to go off your head. Like, you prepping me and shit. Like, you became me. <laughs> you became me. Like, bitch, we going to do this. Right. We going to do this. In my stomach, oh, my God. I felt like I was going to shit on myself. I had, like, bubble guts. And then he was annoyed already. And Greg, yeah, like, the was, a- it was messy. Like, Yeah, when we got on the, on the bus, he was like, it was like he... In his Wale way, it was like he was trying to be nice when I look back on it because he was like trying not to say while we were sitting right there, literally feet away from him on his on his tour bus, which was his personal space. Mm -hmm. You know, we were sitting right in there. Right. Yeah. Like he was just like, um, you know, I'm not feeling comfortable kind of thing, but he, I know he wanted to say they got to go right. kind of thing. And he was trying to tell his friend, like, come back here. Like, so he could tell him, look, they got to go talking about us. And we had to get off the tour bus. But um, he was trying to be nice about it, mm-hmm. but he was, he was blown. Yeah. He was blown. Right. Like, yo, like, this was I'm not trying to do this right now. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and with him, cause you know, he got anxiety disorder. So he really, he can't handle that, like, off the wind pressure. Yeah, it seemed like that. That's what it seemed like. It seemed like somebody that felt claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. That's what it seemed like. I felt kind of bad. Like, uh, this was super awkward. Because it seemed like he felt like the walls was closing it or something. So you don't know like, what they're going to say. Yeah, like, oh, like you just got this random person or random two girls on the bus with us. You know, what the fuck? Right. So... Good times, good times, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can end it. Yeah. You know, let's not prolong it. Y'all just got to get the game. We're gonna start promoting the game so y'all can know where to buy it this month or next month. Y'all will soon see. We'll make sure we announce it on Instagram. Um, 
But yes, let us know in the comments what you thought about the game and your thoughts. Yeah. And we know y'all going to buy it. So I'm not even going to ask that question. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, but let's get into the, the last highlight. You ready for that? Yes, ma'am. Get up, get out and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out and get something. Because you and I got to do for you and I. Okay, so this week's philanthropy highlight is by one of our homeboys. His name is Val, and he has Dreams of Triumph. He is currently doing a Groovy Dreams pop-up shop. Um, you know, stay tuned. I'm just saying, I feel like everybody's in the same wave of Groovy, mm-hmm. and you'll find out what oh, we're yeah, talking yeah. about <laughs> a little later. But- Okay, we'll talk off. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, anyway, shout out to Val. I'm really happy for him. His event is going to be on May 23rd from 2 to 7 p.m. And uh, what he's doing is he's donating a portion of the proceeds from all the clothing sales to a children's mental health clinic in D.C. in support of Mental Health Awareness Month. So, shout out to you. You can get some free champagne for those who donate to the cause. There'll be vinyl records, uh, record players Mm -hmm. for sale. You can wear your grooviest shades. They're going to have a giving away of vinyl records and swag bags to the winner. And DJ Loud will be on the ones and twos. There'll be games, giveaways, new merch, vinyl records, photo booth, and more. And please, wear your mask. Yes, wear your mask. I got to see. What's the venue that it's at? Um, Let me go back to that. Did he I wonder if it's Crimson again yeah. or if it's outdoors. It did not say... I mean, mm, I, I, well, I got the email too, so I yeah, can look it up. It didn't say, but yeah. um, if you want to find out more information, you can actually RSVP, and it probably will tell you on the RSVP part. Mm-hmm. Is that um, www.grbydrms.eventbrite.com. Okay, but you can Groovy check dream. that out. Yeah, on our um, on our Instagram yeah. page. Yes. <laughs> What's the date again for the event? Is it this weekend? Yes, this weekend, May twenty third. Oh. Okay, so we'll have to post it before. We might have to post a philanthropy highlight a little early this week. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, maybe on Friday or something. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, let's get into this last call. I'd like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker. Last call. Hey, y'all. So, you know, honestly, I, I have been struggling with trying to find the right motivation and trying to get myself out of this, you know unfocused, uncreative space that I am in. And I just want to let y'all know that it is okay for you to be in a moment of silence. It is okay for you to be uninspired. Give yourself that grace. Give yourself that time. There will be another season where you'll be able to be rejuvenated. If you need to step outside and just tell everyone, hey, I just need a moment of silence until it comes to you. Or even if you need to be extroverted and to be around people to get that inspiration, Allow yourself time to do that. Choose you. Allow the time, let the creative the space flow within you. But don't stress yourself out trying to get into this moment of momentum and it's just not there. It'll be there when it's ready. Word. I love that, Kel. Thank you for sharing that. All right, y'all. Well, for this podcast, our time has come to a close. But we'll be back again next week, same time. Make sure you follow us at Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations on Instagram, Facebook, and CCC 
vibes on um twitter and make sure you check yes. out our merch we have some nice dope ass shirts protect our world girls, yes. girls um ccc vibes and mm-hmm. um it's a vibe. yeah yes and soon to come the card game so um and with that said y'all if you stayed until now you're real right <laughs> and peace out bye it's a vibe